What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another installment in the Indeed and in Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. And this is the second recording because we had a mess up and microphones peaking real nasty. But um, hey, so I know we've been inconsistent with posting our podcasts and stuff like that. We've been busy. We've been trying to get a business venture off the ground. We've got ebooks that we're working on. We've got lots of materials and things that we're doing. Um, Amber, go ahead and give them the rundown about how they can reach out to us. <laughs> you can get a hold of us on our Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. You can get a hold of us also on um, our website, indeedandintruthministries.org. Um, we have a little contact tab, and it uh, it automatically sends it to our email, which is indeedintruthministries at gmail.com. So you can get a hold of us at any of those ways. Um, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. Um, ebooks. We definitely got ebooks coming out. Uh, Amber's got. Um, she wrote one. It's called. I just said it a few seconds ago. Not spiritual cared. sniper. Spiritual sniper. Um, and we've got another one called Five Things to Determine Before Marriage, and we've got another one called Walk Your Walk. And then I stopped the recording because I peaked the mics really nasty. I was so go ahead and talk about, about the other um, one. I also have um, Equipping the Kingdom, which talks more about, like, what to do right after you get saved because there's so many people out there that, like, they have dreams and they have visions and stuff, but they don't understand that they're having them. So it just kind of taps on that stuff, like, a little bit. Um, and, like, and even in kids, like, it talks about that in, in children, too, and letting you know, hey, kids also go through this stuff. Sometimes we don't, we just brush it off on the back burner. You actually talked about that today at the preaching, when you were preaching. But um, there's that. And then I'm also working on the second, indeed, or in second, Addicted, Afflicted, and Forgiven, which is, um, talks more on the addiction side of things. So definitely be looking out for some of that stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of things coming out. Um, like I said, we do got a business venture. We're hopefully trying to get up off the ground, and so we're just hoping and praying. So you guys are going to – we actually – we're recording early. We're going to – this is going to post later, uh, and we will already have had a meeting, so maybe we'll have an update after the fact. Um, but we'll see what happens. Also, you guys want to give. If you guys want to sew into the ministry, uh, really right now the only thing it's paying for is the website because, you know, nobody's sewing into it. So we can't throw events. We can't have concerts. We can't do that kind of stuff if we don't have funds. So – if you're interested, you want to sew into it, you guys are more than welcome to. All you have to do is go to our giving tab and, uh, you know, go from there. So I guess we'll just kind of get ready to jump right in. So, Amber, you're the one who has the topic picked for the day. So go ahead and. Uh, you picked the topic. Don't even give me that. No, okay? you gave nah. me two options. You said, well, we could talk about this. We could talk about this. They really just tie together. And I was like, well, they just really pick, do. Pick one of them to talk about. No, and so you picked one to talk about. You go ahead. Uh-huh. You suggested it. You go ahead and start We've it. talked about this once before, um, knowing that you're hearing God's voice. I, I think the last time we kind of talked about um, more along the lines of how do I know I'm hearing God's voice? Like, So I think this time we're doing the same thing as we're talking. This one we're talking more on like uh, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that it is God's voice and how you can pinpoint his voice and knowing that he is talking to you in a situation you know sometimes I feel like we as Christians we um, tend to kind of not notice the voice of God in situations because he doesn't come to us like you said in a big thundering thrash like 
thou sayest the Lord. I mean, he's not coming to everybody in a burning bush like he did to Moses, you know, but he does there is times where that's necessary, I guess, but there is also times where, you know, like, like for my kids instance, you know, they'll, they'll say something silly and then like they'll, they know that they're supposed to apologize because they can hear that little voice that's saying, you need to apologize. You know what you did's wrong. You know, you shouldn't have done that. And the whole time you're sitting there fighting it saying, well, they deserved it. I was justified. Da, 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 da. But you know, it's, I believe wholeheartedly that's God's voice saying, do what's right. You know what's right. You know you're supposed to apologize. You know you're not supposed to do those things. So you need to take a step back and do what you're supposed to do in that. Okay, so uh, how about what are some ways that you know God speaks? Well, that is one of the ways. I mean, he 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 corrects us like when we do something wrong. Um, sometimes he, uh, well, not sometimes. Okay, I'm not talking about what he does. I'm talking about how do you know? Like, what are ways that God speaks to you that you absolutely know this is how? Because, see, when you're talking about how do I hear God? Well, that's what I was about to say. Okay. Uh, another way that I know it's his voice is it's always encouraging me to do what is right. It's encouraging me in a good way. It never tempts me. It never talks down to me. It never um, does anything. It, it never does anything that's going to leave me in a state that I have previously been in because his word says that he takes us from glory to glory. So what's he going to do? He's going to correct us in a way that's going to take us to the next level. If, if he's correcting us, like, like this season, one of the big corrections that I've gotten is shut, learn to shut up and uh, learn when to leave things alone, learn to shut up and leave things alone. So that's a big thing for me right now is learning that, but it's necessary for me. Did I like that? He said that? No. Is it encouraging? Yes, because I'm learning something new. You know, the Bible talks about how, um, those who love to learn or, um, have a, I can't remember how it's worded, but he talks about how, um, those who, love to learn, love him or something like that. It's in Proverbs, but yeah, I, I don't know. I get it. I, I get that one mixed up, but we should have a heart that wants to learn. We should have, we should want to learn. We should want to go from the, from one place to the next. We should want to level up and go to that next glory. So Okay, so what you're talking about is we can identify one way God speaks to us because he speaks to us internally. You know, so we hear him, we hear him in our spirit, we hear him in our heart, we hear him in our mind, and it's different versus, um, you know, something that you know that you're just thinking about because the voice is way different, the experience is way different. So you're saying that that's one way we can hear God and we know that he's talking to us and then we can verify that based upon, okay, is it something that lines up with the word? Is it something that, you know, does this, does this? So real quick. Uh, I want to jump into a little bit of scripture here because I was I brought this up and I wanted to mention this. Uh, if you go to First Kings verse nineteen, uh, starting in verse eleven or uh, chapter nineteen, verse starting in verse eleven, he said, "And go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break it in pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, a still small." voice. So like we, like you mentioned just a few minutes ago, um, you know, it does not always mean that God's going to have this booming, you know, now I've had experiences personally where God's flooded the room. Oh yeah, I have. And too. I thought the whole room was shaken, but everybody else was dead asleep. Nobody moved. Nobody got up. You never moved. Nothing ever happened. And I've had that happen two times in my life. And I've heard the voice of God audibly at least once. Um, 
And all he did was he said my name. Yeah. And actually, I can't even say that was once. That's happened two or three times. And all he did was say my name and I heard it. And I'm like looking around like, where did that come from? So we know that God will speak that way. But is it always necessary? I don't know. Now, why does God speak like that to some people and not like that to other people? I couldn't tell you. You know, I really don't know. You know, and I don't think we don't really have anything that specifies how or why he did it. You know what I mean? So I think it would waste time to sit and argue about, oh, well, God will speak to me that way. And until he does, I'm not doing this. No, you're fleecing the Lord is what you're doing. You're pulling a Gideon on him and saying, hey, I'm going to throw this fleece out here. And if it's wet on this and the ground's dry, I'll do this. But then if not, then Lord, pre-adventure, I'll put it back out here. You know, don't don't be like that. That's not how God wants to be. So in a still small voice, so that's what I, the way I'm getting it. That's what you're understanding. That's right. what you're talking about is the still small voice, you know, Um and me, I like kind of, you know, I I have heard the audible voice of God. It wasn't like some, I like have you too. said. I just well, and it wasn't like you said some. Thus says the Lord. It just literally was my name. And, and I if you're not paying attention, name. you wouldn't have known. Oh, I couldn't miss it. I'm yeah. telling you what, this was so loud. And like, I mean, it literally sounded like somebody standing next to me, but it was so weird. Like the experience was really weird, but it sounded like it would be like somebody standing next to me. And I was looking around and I never did find where it came from. The only thing I could think of was Samuel. Because that's what happened to Samuel. You know, he was serving the prophet and he heard the Lord and the Lord said, Samuel. And he got up and he ran in the other room because he thought that his master was calling for him. You know what I mean? Uh, and so that's that's the only thing I could ever think of, you know. And I know many people have different experiences in that way. So what's another way? What's another way that you know that God speaks to you? Um, sometimes uh, through, I mean, the Bible even talks about that, signs and wonders. I believe wholeheartedly sometimes, you know, certain things will happen at a day to remind you that he's with you and he's walking with you and that he's still here. You know, like um, I remember I was having a really hard day. This was a long time ago, but I was having a really hard day and I went on. Uh, I came home from work when I was working at Burger King and I, I seen on the ground uh, a little a mud puddle, but it was in the shape of a heart. I know it's so small. It's so insignificant. But in that, it just reminded me you know, the love of God. I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you why that reminded me of the love of God. But in that moment, that's what I needed because I was feeling so low. I mean, yeah, I mean, he sends little things all over the place. Like there's times, you know, clouds will shape into a certain position, you know, that I've seen, like I've, I've seen clouds look like wings of an angel. I've seen clouds that, you know, that just open up and they, uh, they have that pretty little light that shines down and it's just, so majestic that it's it just reminds me of how good the lord is i believe that he shows those types of uh, you know those types of things to us but i also believe that certain things will happen in your life like certain circumstances and stuff like that um like uh walking into walmart for me I, I sometimes i have to avoid it <laughs> because every like you've said you know people come up to me and they you know they uh, they've either got a praise report or they need somebody they need something they they need me to reach into heaven for them with my voice and it's like you know you could do the same thing all you got to do is just apply yourself you know i'm not some you know magical thing that i can get something from god you can too you know but you know that's that's something else that god has used from you know well i want to draw real quick while we're on this because i i literally you said that and i literally could hear somebody would be listening that literally works there and would be, hear this broadcast and would be like well then i just won't ask her to pray with me anymore if that's how no she feels. i love to pray for you 
Jesus reached into heaven for all of his disciples, for the 12, for the three, and for the one. He had to reach into heaven for them all the time. Why? And it wasn't because of God not loving them. It was because of unbelief and doubt. You know, I like you just said right there, some people will come to you over some situations, but you know, the problem really is, is that they have unbelief and doubt that God will do it in the first place. So if what they do they ask. do? They say, hey, I'm going to find somebody that I know will re- that can reach in and that can get what I can't get. And what happens is God will use that to increase their faith and multiply their faith because not only will you reach in there and you'll get a victory and you'll be able to bring that back for them, they're going to finally see, okay, God is hearing me. God does care. You know, and it starts to build something in there. So that's what I was talking about with signs. I, I believe right. that and, that's and the I was signs just thinking that about uses. that, you know, he said signs and wonders follow those who believe. And he also said in Acts, he said the apostles went about doing signs and wonders and stuff like that. And, or I'm sorry, went about preaching the gospel and the Lord confirmed their words with signs and wonders. So how is it that we know that we are speaking the word of God? How is it we have an experience like what we had last Thursday in the church and people start getting slayed in the spirit and getting touched and God's moving on people. And those are, that is a confirmation of the word that you've given. That's a confirmation that you are being the mouthpiece of God in that moment. And so we know that we get that. Where do we get that? We get that out of the word. We know that God speaks to us through the word. You know, that, that is, you know, I, I asked somebody about this one day, not because I didn't believe in the inspiration of the Holy Holy Ghost in the Bible, but I just asked them very simply. I said, you know, I said, I felt like this was a conversation we could have. And I just asked, I said, Hey, why is it that we, there's all these other written books that, you know, and we're supposed to have been a part of the original uh, manuscripts of the Bible and all these different things, but we've gotten rid of them over the years. Why have we done that? You know, there, and, and there's all kinds of different things that, uh, and they're almost like inspirational writings, just like what we would do with a book. So don't think I'm preaching something weird. I'm just talking about you sat down and wrote Addicted, Afflicted, and Forgiven, and you took scripture and you took all these other things and you tied all those things and used that to illustrate a point that God made in your life. And so that's, that's essentially what these writings were. But I just asked myself, why is it that we took it off? And they said, you know, the only reason they do that is because the Bible, as we know it today, is the only bit of writing that cannot be disproven. Now, all those other writings had, you know, had holes in it. They, you know, had holes in it's where it came from, how it got there. You know, it was only in one manuscript or it was only in one language or, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was really more historical text versus being something that was truly inspired by God or it was truly inspired by the Spirit of God, right? Because we know that all Scripture that's been given is good for doctrine, it's good for reproof, it's good for instruction and righteousness and all those things. And so I think that it's good to note that we can hear God through the Word, uh, and, and that's the only reason we can go and we can preach the Word. And then, like he said, he'll confirm the Word with signs and wonders and miracles following. So, right. Sorry, and, that, and that's, and that's I, you know, I had a girl, she asked me this week, she said, you know, and I, I get this question a lot because I, I do, I listen for the Lord's voice for me. Like, I, I, I'm constantly asking him to speak to me, and I'm constantly asking him to open my ears that I would hear him speak to me over any other thought in my life, that I would hear him over everything. And I had a I had a girl come to me and ask me um, just this past week, you know, how do you know for sure that it's God talking to you? And I keep telling people, and this is what I always tell people, it's going to line up with the word. If he says 
you know, rise up. How many times in the Bible does he tell others to rise up? If he says, you know, you're you're beautiful. How many times in the Bible has he told you that you're a beautiful creation or that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? He tells you that you're beautiful constantly in the Bible. Or when he speaks to you and says, don't be afraid. Don't don't be scared. That must be one of those translations you've been reading. What? About being beautiful? <laughs> yeah. You're so full of it. Why would he create something that's not beautiful? I used to tell you that all the time. No, don't you, you... <laughs> asked me that. No, 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 no. Don't you even. You called you me a be... creature. No, 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 no. I said, you used to say, I'm not beautiful. And I said, do you think that God can't make any, or I... how did I say it? I'm the one that asked you that question because you used to have this really big issue with self-esteem and not feeling pretty. And I made that comment to you and it broke it off you for the rest of your life. And you've been walking around telling everybody it, but you don't give me any credit. Because I don't remember you saying it. Oh, I me. did. hundred. Don't you play the games with <laughs> I me? I really don't. I'm telling you, that's where you got it from. Because well, I made, I remember saying that. Now, the creature thing was a different situation. I said you were the most beautiful creature on the face of this planet, <laughs> and you responded with, did you just call me a creature? <laughs> I did. You did call me a creature. I called you a beautiful creature. There's a difference. It's still, I'm not a creature. I'm, I'm a human being. Not a creature. That's what you call an animal. A creature. Anyways, moving right along. <laughs> so, so, but no, that's that's what I tell people is you know they they can find it in the word. They can find whatever he's speaking to you right in the Bible. I'm about to do a word search on beautiful. And see if I can find it. I Bible. use the um topical. Like you can go yeah, top, like naves is naves yeah. topical. That's a really good one. And that's what I do. Like if if I hear a word from God, that's what I do. I go and look in the topical, and it'll bring up every single little okay, scripture so that you got. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. So. Real quick, because I don't want to get too long. I'm, right. I'm really trying to do better about the timelines on these just for the purpose of editing. But let's talk real quick about how do we know that, okay, I, I'm going to ask the question, then you ask the question back to me, and then I'm going to answer it, okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why don't you just ask yourself the question and cut out the middleman? Because I think it would be more Logan, funny to do it this way. ask yourself this question. Amber, ask me this question. <laughs> if... How do we know that the word God gives to a to the to some to a member of the fivefold ministry? How do we know that that's a word from heaven? Now ask me that question. How do you know that the word that God gives the fivefold ministry is a word from heaven? Glad you asked. So, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so number one, You're the apostle. Every genuine apostle I've ever heard of or met has had an experience with Jesus. They have physically had an experience with him, and you cannot change their mind. I don't care what you think they did or whatever. They, you will not change their mind. They had an experience with Jesus, and there is a supernatural anointing, and there is a supernatural mantle that sits on their life that gives them the ability to do the things that they do. Another thing I'd like to point out is they are part of the fivefold ministry. Whether you like it or not, or whether you want to accept this or not, the church is built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So he paid the price. The apostles build the church and the prophets follow. So there's a mantle that's on their life. And whether we want to accept this or not, they hear God in ways that, that the average person just does not hear them because, and solely because, in my opinion, they are a part of the fivefold ministry, just like a prophet. 
Now, a prophet hears those kinds of things, and they have experiences, they have dreams, they have visions, they have these crazy encounters with God all the time. And sometimes, like you've mentioned in the past, sometimes they don't even know what's happening. That's yeah. what equipping the kingdom is going to be about. And I would love to actually help you write some of that, because I think this would be a great, you know, because these things happen. And even when we get saved, like you mentioned earlier, they don't even know what's happening to them. Right. All of a sudden, just one day, they start getting flooded with dreams and visions, and they have no clue what to do. But we're not equipping people with how to do it. So how do we know that the... Look, the the prophet also lives in a place of revelatory knowledge at all times. And so they are pulling things out of heaven sometimes without even realizing that they're doing it. But again, I really do believe that the reason they function that way is because it's a part of the fivefold ministry. It's not because, you know, and not everybody is a part of the fivefold ministry. And that's something that people have to learn to accept. Because I think the issue is, is because we have people who function prophetically a little bit and they automatically step up in a pulpit and say, I'm a prophet. And they start calling themselves in an office when they were never called to an office to begin with. You know, and we're not going to talk about that right now, but let's just talk about the evangelist. The evangelist is the same way. They have a supernatural divine gift that's on their life that allows them to reach the lost in ways that the other three, four offices can't do it. Right. You know, they draw people into the kingdom and they usually carry a heavy miracle ministry behind them. I mean, and we're and talking know, just crazy honestly, stuff. I can honestly say that most of the evangelists I know, they all started out as door-to-door salesmen. Every single one of them that I've met, they were either car salesmen or they were selling vacuum cleaners or they were selling something. And and they ended up uh, becoming evangelists. And, you know, the biggest thing with evangelists is that's how they are, though, is they it's almost like they're selling the product, but they're not selling anything. They're they're giving you something that was already bought. All right. So let me let me let me wrap these other two up. So we got the we got the prophet. We got the apostle. We got the evangelist, um, the pastor. Why is it that when you have a genuine pastor, a five-fold ministry pastor, I'm not talking about somebody you just slapped up in the pulpit because your board wanted them up there because you can manipulate, control, and twist their arms. I'm talking about somebody who has been ordained from heaven to come in and to set over top of a congregation and lead the sheep. And so why is it, how do we know that they get those? And it's the same thing, I do believe, that it's because they are part of the fivefold ministry. You're having a conversation with that pastor, and all of a sudden, and my pastor's done this to me several times, he just looks at me. It's like, it's like he just got a download right then and there. Now, how do we explain the download? I don't know how to explain the download. Anybody who's ever had it happen to him, whoever has ever experienced that with God, there's no way to explain it. It's just, bam, you know it. And you go and you start speaking it out, and all of a sudden the other person across the room's jaw drops because they never told anybody. Right. You know, so that, that, those, how do we know that those are genuine? Because they produce those kinds of results. The, and real quick, my last one, the teacher. We have a great teacher. He's also, he functions with an apostolic ministry, but he is a great teacher, you know, and I know a couple of really, really good teachers, but it is the same thing. They pull out and they grab a hold of and they, and they extract revelation and they extract, because see, that's the issue is because we don't like revelation. You know, we, we want to get into religion and we don't want to, we don't want to grow and we don't want, you know, we don't want it, the movement with the fivefold ministry coming back to the forefront. We don't want a movement where the Holy Ghost is all of a sudden in control of the services. And we don't want a movement where, you know, people People are, are, you know, getting getting touched by God and all these crazy things are happening because now all of a sudden what we've uniformed as church has fallen apart. It's because our pride's in the way. We don't want, we don't want, you know, we don't want to have to step out of something that is not acknowledging us. I, I get that, but that wasn't the point that I was trying to make. I was just pointing out that 
you know, we're we are going that way. The Church of America, right? Like the people, you know, because there's a generation of people that are rising up and they're sick of religion and they are sick and tired of coming in and playing church and they are chasing after God in hard ways. And I'm telling you what, God is following them and they are blowing up and exploding everything all the way around them. They're knocking strongholds down left and right. But I think the only way that we accomplish that is by how do we know that they're how do we know that it's genuine? I feel like how do this is like a surefire guaranteed way. There will be signs that follow the ministry. There is going to be God confirming. Why was A.A. Allen, he had this huge thing that sat over top of his of his pulpit, and it said, no man can do these works unless God be with him. And every time before he started praying, he'd make people read that thing out loud because he had a ministry and a mantle on his life that was explosive, and it was contagious. And so no man can do these works except God be with them. And so how do we how do we know that when the people have those things and that they're genuine, they're going, first off, especially when you're dealing with a prophet, they're going to be speaking things directly into your life and saying, and they're going to read your dirty laundry and they're going to throw it out for everybody. And there's going to be some people that's going to be sitting there. And if they're very well trained in it, and we've experienced a couple of prophets like this, they're not going to just throw all of your dirty laundry out for everybody else, but they'll start talking about it. And then all of a sudden, nobody else knows what's going on, but you're like sitting in the front row of the service on a Thursday night and you're looking around because you just had a massive fight before you walked into the church and there's absolutely no way that the prophet would have known that right. took place. That's happened to us. <laughs> there's no way that the prophet knew that happened because we never talked to him and he's just sitting up there going on and on for 45 yeah, minutes. Throwing about, your whole whole oh life yeah. out in front of everybody and it's like, oh. And I, and I really think genuine words from God, words of revelation, yeah. words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Now they didn't they, call they us out, with but that. I'm sure they knew who we were right oh yeah no because he stood right in front of us for the longest time. <laughs> and then I the think... one time he opened his eyes <laughs> yeah the yeah, one time he opens his eyes up and he's looking right at you it's like piercing soul it's like looks right it through really your soul does. man it's crazy but i feel like that those are ways yeah. that we can we can validate whether that is a genuine how else word. would they know how else would they know they exactly. don't spend no no amount of time in your home they don't know what goes on behind your doors Nobody does, unless you're out running around telling your business, which, if you're anything like us, you ain't telling anybody your business, because the Bible tells you to, you know, mind your business and lead a quiet life. So if you're minding your business and leading a quiet life, nobody's going to know your business, which means that when a prophet comes in or an evangelist comes in or anybody of the fivefold ministry comes in and gives you a word and pulls it straight out of your home, you there's no other way that well, and not they would ju- know. not just that, but like what we were saying, we're talking about how do we know that we can hear God? Well, that is on the like that's like what we would consider to be the top tier of ministry, right? Right. And when you have a genuine experience like that, then you have to come back and like we've talked about, you know, we know we hear God in the Word. We know that we can hear God in our heart. We know that He speaks to us in a still small voice. We know that we can confirm what it is that we're hearing. Hey, you need to start tithing. I want you to start tithing. Or hey, I want you to go do this for somebody. I want you to go. look. The devil don't want you sowing into the no. kingdom. Of God, the devil doesn't want you walking down the street. And you know, I know that there was one time somebody I mentioned it during one day uh, we was preaching, and I told him, I said, yeah, I said I was cleaning my driveway out. I did the neighbor's house next to me, did my house, did the house behind me, and I was just like talking about all these houses that I had shoveled out snow and stuff like that. And they're like, well, where was you at to do mine? I was like, well, where do you live? And all of a sudden they're like, no, it ain't no big deal. You don't have to do mine. But it's like 
what drives a person to do that? Satan doesn't want you out doing things like that. He doesn't want you out there building relationships with people because especially when they're people who ain't saved, because then you're bridging over to try to, right. to give them a way out. Well, you know? and that's and that's what I was talking to the kids about today is I was telling them, you know, the, the enemy is going to do anything he can to inconvenience you. So if he's going to do everything he can to inconvenience you, then why would he, he want you to do something that's going to help somebody else and make their life easier? You know, and that's one sure way you can always know that God's also speaking to you about doing something if you're wanting to know how. Because one, there was there was a time that I wanted to do, I can't, I I think it was I wanted to give somebody money or something, and I asked my pastors, I was like, well, I I said I don't really want to give them, I don't know if I'm supposed to give them this money or what I'm supposed to do with this money, but I I mean I I feel like God told me to give it to them, but I don't. I don't know. And the one thing he said to me and it stuck to me and I, and I've never thought any different way since is he said, well, the enemy's not going to want you to give them that money, you know, because that's going to bless them. So anything that's going to bless somebody, you know, Satan's not going to tell you to do it. So if it's going to bless somebody else's life, then you know, for a fact that it's God speaking it to you. So we've identified very quickly, uh, about a half hour or so, <laughs> of thinking of different things that we, we've, you know, and I think we might do a part two of this because we did mention possibly doing that. Um, but we also are also getting ready to start a new series too, so we get ready for that. It's going to be coming out in March. Um, so we're going to talk probably another week on this, but we just, you know, ways that we know that we're hearing God, that we can that we can step back and say, hey, we know we heard God on this situation, you know, and maybe what we'll do next week is we'll talk a little bit more about, well, what if I want to start a business? Well, what if I want to do this? Well, what if I want to this. How do I get before God and how do I hear God on those kinds of situations? Because we're talking about just God encouraging us, God right. speaking to us, God t- encouraging us well, to go and do something for, right. And those are just some little things that we can kind of tap into how the fivefold ministry uses that. How can we guarantee that what they're telling us is truth? You know, number one, they should be lining up with the word. Number two, they should be, and not just that, you can pull that scripture up. Yeah. Cause I think that's a really good way to kind of just venture right into, um, our salvation call. Um, you know, I was going to read John 10, 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And with that being said, you know, if you don't know Christ, you wouldn't know his voice. You wouldn't know him. You wouldn't be able to follow him because you don't know him. You don't. So I'm, 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 if you're hearing any of this today and you want to be able to hear him and you want to know him and you want to be able to follow him, then just repeat this prayer with us tonight. And that, and we'll just go right into that. He's pointing at me. So, so heavenly father, I just come to you now and I repent of all my sin. And I ask father that you have washed me clean and that you, that I would, that you would wash me clean. And I thank you for all the work that your son had done on the cross. I ask that he come live with me in my heart today and that he would show me right from wrong and that he would be my teacher of my life, Lord, and that you would just be with us, be with me. In Jesus' name, amen. I am no good at that. No, it's okay. Hey, you did a good job. Hey, we're going to pray real fast, and uh, I'm just going to bless you. And God, we just seal this word over the hearts of the people who listen and hear it today. God, I pray it's it received in good ground, God. Lord, that it brings forth a hundredfold. Lord, I'm just praying, God, for your faithfulness to continue. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would go before us, God. Father, that you keep those to them uh, today as they step out 
into their day and they're doing the things that they're doing. God, we pray, pray blessing over them, increase over them, God. And Lord, we thank you for those who have accepted you today. And we just give you the praise for it. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys. Hey, join back in with us next week. Like I said, we're going to talk another week or so on uh, knowing God's voice and knowing how to hear God's voice. And, you know, we'll get into some decision making and those kinds of things. And so uh, looking forward to it. Take care. God bless.